Hello and welcome to our podcast, Hashtag Divorce, with Audrey Zetoun, divorce coach based in London, and myself, Sarah-Jane Taster, French family lawyer practicing in international law in England and Hong Kong. In our podcast, Hashtag Divorce, we will be bringing you hope, positivity, as well as practical information about divorce and well-being, food for thoughts, and hopefully, support to help you move forward at each and every step of the divorce process. If you would like to know more about what we do when we're not doing this podcast, you can go to our websites, tasterfamilylaw.co.uk and audreyzcoaching.com. Back to today's topic. Valentine's Day is fast approaching, and although we can all agree that it is a commercial event, however, it tends to affect everyone, especially when you're single. This is why we thought it would be interesting and even reassuring to talk about what's going on when one plans to date again or make new romantic encounters. Audrey is in charge today, since for me, it may be a bit tricky. The last time I was on the dating scene was last century, so I will be the one asking questions. <laughs> Audrey is here to reassure us and give us guidance by giving us examples, telling us about the first date, and explaining the do's and don'ts. Audrey, you will also, I hope, give us advice on how to make decisions, such as whether or not to see that person again, whether or not to have sex, how to manage one's doubts, questioning, as well as pressure that we impose on ourselves. As you can see, there is a lot to say. This episode is really to help anyone who wants to get back in the saddle after a period of celibacy, regardless of age. So to start with, Audrey, when is it acceptable to start dating again? Are there any rules? Is there a mourning period between the end of a relationship and when you go back on the dating scene? Tell us everything. Hello, Sarah Jane. Thank you for this introduction. No pressure for me. Not at all. Never. <laughs> I'll do my Never best. Pressure. Please be kind. There, there are no rules in dating. The only thing I could say is if you haven't forgotten uh, your ex, you haven't let him or let her go yet, maybe it's not a good time to date again. If you're still in the morning phase or if you feel that you don't want to repeat the same mistakes as you made in the past. So if you want to break those patterns of choosing the wrong person all the time, if you if you notice a pattern, so it would be good to first deal with that. But not for a casual fling. If you're looking for a long-term relationship, that would be a good thing to do before. But there are no rules, really. Okay, so basically, it would be a good idea to come and see you. <laughs> to help before starting to date again. Help from a coach is really can be really helpful. We'll see as we go on in this episode. So once we start dating again, how about that first date? I have very vague memories of being stressed about my appearance, but I guess there's much more to it than that, even though I guess if you feel good with your appearance, then the rest will be easier. What can you say about this first date, Audrey? Mm -hmm. Yes, appearance, of course, it's important. I would just say keep your style. 
you know, be, be true to yourself, whatever you're comfortable with. Of course, you make an effort. Uh, you can wear a nice pair of jeans, a nice shirt, or uh, even trainers. Just as long as you're comfortable, if you don't like heels, don't wear heels for, for that for that date. I think it's best to, to be natural even if you, you're a bit more sleek than uh, when you watch TV, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, keep it simple, keep it uh, comfortable for you. And we all have insecurities about our bodies or appearances, even if you're the best looking person. So just uh, trust yourself on that. And so what else can you say about preparing for a first date? What are the subjects that you work on with the people who come for coaching in that area? Yes. So the first thing, yeah, of course, we ask how to dress, but also what am I going to talk about? I I forgot how to talk to strangers. I don't know. Uh, So maybe plan a bit your conversation. I would say have a few topics that you uh, like to talk about. It could be the last book you read or the last movie you've seen. Anything, you know, that's going on in your town or where you are. It's always a good start conversation starter. You have to find the icebreaker. The icebreaker. Just keep it light, (laughs) you know, and talk about what really entertaining topics and, and make a list. Maybe you don't remember the book you've read. So just pick a book and that you can share, you know, you would like to share. When you say make a list, you actually say, come with your piece of paper <laughs> with, you know, bullet points of, okay, so the last book I read or the last <laughs> film I read, or is that what you're saying? Oh, <laughs> no, no. But if you feel you know, sometimes you won't even need to talk about all these things because the conversation will flow naturally. And that's fantastic. If it's more a bit more tedious, maybe you're both a bit um, shy or insecure. That's when the preparation can come in handy. And it's, it doesn't mean that the other person don't fit because the conversation is not flowing. Maybe you're just a bit shy. So have that conversation ready. You can talk about the book you've read, the last book, the book you enjoyed or the movie you've seen. And, and that's enough maybe to, to kickstart the conversation and make it flow again. So really no paper <laughs> with you. Uh, just yeah. uh, just prepare in advance and, and, and trust the process. Trust yourself. When you talk about prepare the conversation, is there also a state of mind? Can you prepare the way you are on that day to be able to overcome the stress of having to go to a first Mm. date? Mm. So it's about how you see it, yes. So you can see it as a stressful experience or you can see it as an opportunity as with a curious mind. And bring that energy of, of curiosity and open-mindedness. And I think that's the key to see that, okay, maybe the person won't be seduced, you know, by my fantastic looks and personality. Or maybe I won't be seduced, but we keep it open. You never know. I'm here to try. I'm here to try a new thing and uh, see where that goes. So the energy, bring that positive energy, that uh, curiosity with you. And that's all that matters really on, on a first date. Okay, so be open to a new adventure and meeting new people. Yes. Um, That's the spirit, basically. Keep it it light. Don't try to know too much on the first date by asking tons of questions. Just keep it light with a light conversation. Yeah, be positive. Because no one likes somebody who's always negative about everything. So there are do's and don'ts. I mean, if you want, you know, about uh, the conversation, of course, try to avoid conversation about your ex or how oh, she, yeah. she hurt you, <laughs> you know? So yes, stay, stay with a, a mood that is uh, uh, more energetic, for example. But I think you had questions about the do's and don'ts anyway. Are there things that you must really mustn't do at a first date? Or like you said, not talking about your ex... You can talk, I guess, a bit about to say, well, I'm divorced or I'm a widow or whatever, but then maybe not dwell on it 
Yes, don't blame, no blaming, no shaming, yeah. no, and no awful stories for the moment. So, and about your insecurities as well, we all have insecurities. Uh, and sometimes it's about not naming them. Oh, uh, I've put on weight recently. Sorry, you know. I, no, no. You can say instead, actually, I'm trying this new yoga class or I'm doing Zuba class. So do you do any, uh, do you like any, anything at the gym or what do you do at the gym? That could be enough to say that, well, I'm trying to get fit and that's enough. You know, you don't have yeah. to highlight your insecurities or your, your less attractive parts. Which may not be unattractive to someone. Exactly. It's only about what we think, isn't it? (laughs) Which is a different, yeah. So basically, the do's is really be in the right frame of mind, being open, being positive, prepare a little bit conversation-wise. And the don'ts is really not being negative, do not play on your insecurities, things like that. So don't comment on the, I mean, I don't like to give do's and don'ts but it's about try to avoid commenting on the other person's choices in life it's only the first date you don't have to see that person again so you don't have to judge or comment you don't like what you see what you hear it's okay so maybe one thing we haven't mentioned is to keep it short pick somewhere where you can just have a coffee or a short drink pre-dinner drink that way not, not dinner on the first date you wouldn't recommend i mean there are no rules i mean i had dinner on yeah. the first date but yeah. we had a drink first that was a drink date and then we got on really well and we decided to have dinner uh but, yeah, but it wasn't planned initially. it wasn't planned exactly yeah. so there are no rules but i would say first have a short short date and then you see where that goes yes so once you've We've gone through the, the first date, which for me is quite stressful when you think about it. Um, you haven't been you know, seeing anyone for such a long time. You went through a breakup and then you have to go back on the market. So it's very <laughs> stressful. No, but it is. I mean, some people see it like that. Thank you for giving us those few tips to try and make us less worried about, you know, going back on the dating scene. Once we've got, we've been able to go through that the first date, what would you say to someone about how to move forward? Because it's difficult. Sometimes you know straight away that you don't want to see that person again, but sometimes you have doubts. What yes. would you advise? Yes. yes, it's easy when you you know after five, ten minutes, don't you, sometime. And yeah. you don't need a full hour to, to find out. But That's when you, you have go dabs, to dinner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, you know, everybody's free. Uh, dinner, dinner is okay. Doesn't um, Regarding the, will I see her or see him again? <laughs> I think first, yes, is there a physical or emotional connection? That would be a good, good starting point. Can you spot any of your three top red flags? Uh, Sometimes I, that's what I do in my coaching. It's about understanding that we can have a list of red flags that is very long. And it's about just trying to reduce it to three and think, and especially when you're just meeting someone. So what's a red flag? It's really about your values and what you, what you find important. Uh, it could be just the politeness or honesty or how the person interacts with the environment around her. It could be in the cafe, in the bar. How does he or she talk to the waitress or the waiter? How does she talk to you or he talk to you? So it's really about how does the person interact with your immediate surroundings. That also tells you a lot about the person. Uh, they're when, interested. When, yes, if of they, course. They ask you questions or if they yes. speak only about themselves, I guess. Yes. And the, the even the to the payment, you know, when we, the bill comes also, do they offer to pay? Do they not? Oh, that's a tricky one. 
That's a tricky one because <laughs> that's a tricky one. I don't want to go into that too much because yeah. they are what mm-hmm. traditionally is done and what can be done. So it's it's really about listening to each other around that. I think that's what's important. So if the person doesn't and uh, insist on one way or another, so it's about spotting those red flags for you. It could be, I mean, uh, if I give you one example for me, I was dating someone, was the first date and he told me, that he was still living with his her ex. And uh, I thought for me, that was a red flag because yeah. I want the person to be totally uh, ready for a new relationship. I wanted at the time to meet such a person. So I didn't want any any past relationship to be in the way, but maybe it's not your red flag. So be, care, be, be clear and be true to yourself. If you're looking for a long-term relationship or short-term in the red flags might be different as well. So um, you must, is it at that stage where, or before, that you ask yourself what you really want from that relationship yourself? You need to know what yes. you want. It's good, to, it's good to be honest. It's not about society, what society tells you you should be doing or what you, you think uh, is right for women uh, of your age, you know, if you, but it's about what you really, truly, really want. And also... Don't let your insecurities or lack of confidence convince you. Like the Spice Girls did say, what you really, really want. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Very inspired, Sarah Jane, for a rusty data. (laughs) You're pretty good. (laughs) No, but... uh, Yes, think what you... Yes, Mm -hmm. I I like that. Don't let your insecurities dictate if you if you feel it's not the right person. Trust yourself; there will be another one. So that's when it's important to work with someone like you to 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 play down the insecurities. Maybe yes, that is so important to rebuild your confidence. Maybe you didn't were not so lucky. Maybe you whatever age you have you are as well. You could be at yeah. a, in your thirties. You want to find and create a family, but you're not look finding the one. Or you are at a later stage of your life, in 40s, 50s, but you had a breakup, a separation, a divorce, and you want to rebuild a connection with someone. So that's important all the time to build that confidence so you don't pick the person because you fear of being alone. But we're going to talk about that later, I'm sure, Sarah, in more, more details. Yeah, but one question I have. Once, you know, you've passed the first few meetings, how do you say meeting? No, um, it's very professional, see, meetings. Um, the first dates, and you think you want to give a chance to that relationship. How, you know, it's related to what you've just said, how you make sure after a, a bad breakup or a long relationship, or even if you've been victim of abuse before, how do you make sure that you can go into that relationship without sabotaging? jeopardizing the you know the relationship because you want to but at the same time you're scared what would be your advice yes sarah jane indeed sometimes we are self-sabotaging ourselves uh, because of our insecurities doubts uh, past uh, relationship maybe we, we were deeply hurt so when if you feel you're still in that state of mind that pattern uh, of blaming yourself thinking oh i'll never find someone i'm too old or now i won't have children whatever it is that you st- Tell yourself this story can be changed and you can work uh, with a coach to rebuild, uh, create a new story and rebuild that confidence and self-esteem that you need. Yeah, the reason I raised that question is because also the reason why we're doing this episode, you have seen in your practice more and more people coming to you with advice on dating again. 
and you have the, mm. the number of people who need help in that area because they're afraid. Of course, they're afraid. They're afraid, yeah, of being alone. Yeah, staying alone, I think, is a big fear. So that's about how we can rebuild your confidence and enjoy your time alone, enjoy your time and appreciate that time. That maybe you're going to meet someone in a few months' time, you won't be alone anymore. You won't have that time for yourself. So it's about really nurturing that time, I think. And then and instead of thinking, oh, I'm alone, I have no one. Actually, it feels good to be alone. So it goes back to the, my first question. Is there a time to go back to dating? Well, there, there's not... a a certain period of time it's just you have to take that time like you say to get to know yourself again I guess because if yeah. it's someone you need to know who you are and what you want of what course you <laughs> what you really really want yes <laughs> but, but yes that's it it doesn't prevent you from dating doing that work on yourself maybe yeah. you want to just have a few casual dates if you're just new to dating and at the same time work on yourself and give yourself a chance so but it's important Yes, to do that work, if you feel like you have fears, insecurities, doubts, it just avoids you making the wrong choices or be with someone for the wrong reasons. Another question, very practical, because I'm just thinking in terms of if I was to go back to dating after 25 years of being in a relationship with the same person, I would be petrified, really. What, I don't know, what would be a few tips? I know you've been... Generally, you talked about it, but what would be your advice to someone a bit older? Because we need to insist on the fact that even though you break up after your 40s, after your 50s, you can still go back to dating. But you've you've been helping people that age, men and women. What are the insecurities that they have, those people in that age bracket? Is there something that you don't see with younger? Yes, I would say first, Sarah Jane, it's allowing yourself to to date again. Sometimes we even deny it to ourselves, thinking, well, it's too late or I will never find anyone. I'm done with relationship. I'm done with women. I'm done with men. I'm too old. So allowing, allowing yourself to go through that process just and that's what we were saying. Enjoying the moment. It's, there's no pressure. No you pressure, don't have yeah. to see that person again. And yes, it's going to be outside your comfort zone. You're going to feel maybe scared. You won't know what to talk about. That's what we, we mentioned mm-hmm. to get ready. And and it's really, yes, it's not going to be feel comfortable. Maybe once you're there, out there, you're going to feel, oh, it wasn't that bad in the end. Yeah. You know, yes, he wasn't the person. Yes, he wasn't a good fit. But in the end, uh, when I did it. No, I did it. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Proud of yourself. Exactly. It's a, just going there is an achievement. Yeah. yeah. It's like when you drive somewhere you don't know. You know, you, you the first time you, you had your mm-hmm. license, you're driving, you don't know the way, you have to pick up someone at the airport. The first time it's like, oh, I never know. I'm going to crash the car or I'm going to get lost. But you do it once, you do it twice, and you think, oh, okay, well, I can do it now. So it's, I got it. So it's it's a bit thinking like that. It's a, being, it's, but le- it's a learning process, isn't it? Like anything else learning how you can be out there in the world, allowing yourself to experiment new things, new feelings. And at any age, you can find someone. That is for sure. There are no age limits finding someone. Okay, that's important to know. That's important. My oldest client is 69. So I tend, uh, and my you know youngest is uh, in her early 30s. So really there are no, yeah. you know, for me, we all have different fears and insecurities. And, and I guess when you're 30, you have different pressure from society 
than when you're 69. But at the end of the day, you all have pressure because when you're 30, you have, I guess, this pressure of meeting someone, having a family. And when you're 69, maybe the pressure is from the society is like, you've already had your life. Why would you want to meet someone? You can't have children anymore. What's the point? And being, you know, that's not what I think, obviously. It's just to show the types of pressure that you have to be able to to go over, to be able to be in the right mindset to meet someone. Yes. Of course, we put pressure on ourselves. I would say, I don't know if women more than men. I mean, I'm a woman. I feel like all the women around me are putting themselves a lot of pressure uh, on themselves. So it's about really, yes, of course, you want to create a family. You're in your 30s. And of course, that's important to you. It's not something you won't know from the first or second or third date. You will have a better idea on a third date if we're going to talk about this, about what questions to ask or how to find out if it's worth pursuing. But you will find love again. You will find someone just without the pressure. Otherwise, you're going to dictate your choices by asking questions too soon, maybe scaring the, the person in front of you. So the pro- there's a process, unfortunately, it can't be shortened. Uh, in some cases, it is. It's obvious. They, you know, found each other. Yeah, everything is easy from the start, but sometimes it takes more time. It's one of the questions I ask you. Like you say, we didn't really go into it, but how do you know that that's the right person? And the fear, like you were talking while we were preparing this episode, is how do you know you're going? You you should invest in that relationship. How do you know that? So how do you do that? Yes, a very good uh, question, because sometimes we don't dare asking this question. So they can come naturally in the conversation. I think what I mentioned, you you said, what about the second date? I said, if you have a connection, physical or emotional or intellectual, then it's a good sign and no red flags, it's a good sign for a second date. Uh, But now... In the next few dates, even though you want to keep it light and you want to have the pleasure and the fun, which is at the core of of dating, you want to know about the other person. So it's about having a curious mind, but asking those questions about their values around family, around their work, career goals, their life vision, because that's in the end, if you want a long-term relationship, it has to match somehow. And you don't want to wait six months to find out that your date or your boyfriend by then or girlfriend, he wants to actually uh, build a life in South America or, or elsewhere, or learn that they don't want a long-term relationship. Yeah. Because you know that happens as well. Because if you don't ask, and it's not about do you want kids, do you want a long-term relationship, but also it's about what, what do you, how do you see life? How do you see relationship? Uh, keep the questions open. It's not an interview. I guess, especially when you've both been married and gone through a divorce, had children, that's when you may not want the same thing from the relationship. Exactly, exactly. And it's important to know. I mean, um, I remember once I was dating this, this person and we had a lot of in common, everything though, there was no red flags. Yes, it was a flow, but we didn't want the same thing in terms of long-term relationship. Okay. And if you don't find that at the start, you may waste six months and I'm saying waste, it's always relationship yeah. time, yeah. but yeah. you may think, okay, if that's really important to you, then you may as well find that in, in the first first months of, of dating that. And, and then you decide accordingly uh, what you would like to do. There's also the emotional, you know, you know, the emotional availability of the person. Yeah. That's important. I mean, people may have a different view on the emotional availability also. It's, it's, like for everything so it's quite difficult to navigate through that also then again i think it's an area where you can help a lot
Um, yes, of course. Thank you, Sergeant. Yes, don't. They're asking those questions. They're they're being curious about the person you in, in the first curious, few dates. Yeah. Take the initiative if it doesn't come naturally. <laughs> well, as usual, we could talk for hours about this subject, but unfortunately, we need to stop here. I believe that we've all learned a lot thanks to you, Audrey, or at least we've been reminded of the important points for when you go to envisage to start dating again. I want to take the opportunity for those who haven't understood throughout this episode to say that people who need help need to be advised, need coaching on how to be prepared for the dating scene. You, Audrey, provide special sessions, uh, as we mentioned before, and we can find all the details on your website. And if you want to know and be informed of all the events that Audrey organizes, you can subscribe to her newsletter. Just go on the website. All the details are in the show notes. Audrey, do you have anything to say? Your last words on the subject? <laughs> yes, uh, I would. I would just say, look, take pleasure. Go out of your comfort zone, and, and there, they're being out there. And oh, please, yes, there. there's a lot on my website and a lot of workshop I'm doing on this topic. And um, well, thank you for listening. The last thing, if you would like to come and share your experience of dating after having lived through a difficult breakup, uh, send us an email so that we can arrange that. <laughs> that, that would be great. great. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much, Audrey, for your insight on dating and uh, see you soon. See you soon, Sarah Jane. Thank you so much for listening. If you have found this podcast useful, please share, like, and comment hashtag divorce and help spread the information around you if you think it may be useful to others. If you would like us to deal with one issue in particular, or if you would like to participate to our podcast, please don't hesitate to contact us. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram by searching Audrey Zetun or Sarah Jane Taster. It would be great to hear from you. See you soon for another episode of Hashtag Divorce.